Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is David. Welcome back behind the velvet rope. Let's just get right into it today because we are joined by two just amazing people, Miss Adrian Bailon and Mr. Israel Hotan. Hello. How are you? How are both of you guys doing? I'm excited to have both of you here. What is going on today? What is not going on today is the question. (laughs) We're doing it all. Um, This is actually my day off from the reel because, you know, I shoot the reel throughout the week. And this is my day to hang with with this man here. I love Thursdays. You do? (laughs) You get your wife all to yourself? All to myself, man. It's fantastic. We went, we grabbed some coffee this morning together. From our favorite little spot, Bobo's Cafe. Picked up some flowers. It's a good day, you know? Oh my God. Like, listen, coffee, it's like one o'clock here, but I still, I drink coffee all day. Yeah. So you're on the East coast. We are too. Oh, you are. Oh, really? Yeah, we are now. So we just bought a house in Westchester. We're super excited about it. So we are officially bi-coastal. Yeah. I love it. I have family in like Chappaqua and Scarsdale. So that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Scarsdale? Bedford Uh, area. Chappaqua. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah. We love it. I am new- like, what's his, what's her name? <laughs> she by Sheree. We're like, when you summer, fall, September. Summer. <laughs> Listen, Summer's. being by coastal is I, I'm in New York city. So Adrian, you know something about that. Yes. I love that. I mean, I think if this pandemic has taught us anything, it really is about what matters. And I, I have recognized that I, I miss my family being on the West coast and being able to shoot the real from home definitely made me realize that I wanted to invest in property here and with our family planning, just really wanting to um, raise our kids here in New York. I love it. Listen, Westchester is the best of both worlds, right? You can like have space, you can come into the, why did you guys have a whole debate of whether you should live in the city or not? You know what? There was no, no, there was no debate. There was no debate. There was no debate. Like matter of fact, he the, never wanted to live in the city. She used to like um, like uh, storybook it, like, oh, the city, the city. So we'd go into the city, and then after about three days, she'd be like, 
I'm feeling claustrophobic. Let's let's go back Weird. out to the country, you know, or let's go to the Hamptons. And so I was like, there's no way I, we could find the nicest apartment in the city. And there's still this sense of, I think we got used to being in LA for so long, like space and quiet. It happened to me one time we were staying in a hotel for Christmas. We always, I've never spent a Christmas not in New York City, like ever is it really christmas if you're not in new york that's right now <laughs> it is not so i um we were staying in a hotel and i walked out and i looked up in the sky and the buildings were like this it was on one of those little side streets on like between sixth and seventh avenue and i literally was like oh, like i want to push the like the sky open <laughs> and i was like oh my gosh how, why is this happening to me? Like, I am a true Manhattanite New Yorker, born and raised in the Lower East Side. And so that creeped me out a little bit. But now this is the view from my sister's home. So just try to understand where we're coming from. Hold, please. Just wait for it. Oh, my Granted, God. I, I, I already see grass. Oh, my God. Okay. They're setting up her pool right now. It's on 20 acres. But see, that's the... That's Manhattan down there. Yeah. Wow. So... Across the Hudson you know, so now you understand why I was like, we're 38 minutes away from the city, yep. yet you get all of this. And, I mean, the city really isn't what the city was, so for now. It will be. It will now, be. I will say we are going to invest in an apartment in yeah. the city and, and have it for when we need it, but we know that the city's going to bounce back in a big way. New York City always bounces Absolutely. back. Absolutely. Was it always about music for the two of you growing up? Yes. Music was my first passion. Mine too, for sure, yeah. Well, that's how I got my career started, was in 3LW. I actually never sought out to do, like, never really thought about, like, oh, acting or hosting. That was never in the plan. Music was my whole life. Is it true that you were, quote-unquote, discovered by Ricky Martin? Is that a true statement? That is somewhat true. I think it was a little embellished for my original bio when I was, like, 14 years old with 3LW. <laughs> but... Um, the story, the real story and how it goes is I grew up singing in a choir with, with my church and we got an opportunity to do a huge conference that was happening at Madison Square Garden and Ricky Martin's concert was like the next day. So from what I understand, he was checking out the grounds, like he was in Madison Square Garden the day that our choir performed, the mass choir, and he had an idea, saw our choir and was like, when I close the show with my song Vuelve, I should bring out a choir. Obviously, this was like a huge choir of a hundred and something people. He was like, can I get an ensemble version of that choir um, put together to do Vuelve? And literally the next day I went to an audition. You had to walk in, you had to sing the piece they told you to sing and they picked their top 20 of 150. And I was the youngest and the shortest. And you I'm not always the youngest, but I'm still always <laughs> the shortest. <laughs> But it puts you right up front. Right it? up front. Yeah. And so I stepped out. Madison Square Garden was my first like big performance with a celebrity. It was Ricky Martin behind him. It was only, I want to say it maybe was like 15 or 20 of us. You know, I don't have a concept of amount of people, right? And yeah. even then, you know, when you feel like it was a lot of people yeah. and it wasn't yeah. when you're younger. Yeah. But I do remember this. Heineken was the sponsor. <laughs> And I remember everyone had on buttons that had flickering green lights. And all I remember seeing was Madison Square Garden packed with these little lights of green. Oh, that's cool. And going, oh my gosh, 
this is definitely what I want to do as a career. I want to be a singer. And the first time I ever experienced that was with Ricky Martin. At Madison Square Garden. Right, of all places. Pretty major. That's not a bad way to start. Exactly. Not too shabby. For me, music was um, just there. I I grew up in church. My, My parents were the pastors, so I was always around music, and I gravitated toward it. And by the time I was 16, I had to decide, do I think I'll ever be the second baseman for the New York Yankees? or should I stick with music? And I chose, to, <laughs> I chose to stick with music. I think I made a good choice. But I will say this, Israel's literally been musical. His mom is a pianist, like she's classically trained. Um, his father was a great singer, his biological father. And I, I've seen pictures of him literally from like two years old strumming a guitar. I can't play an instrument to save my life. I barely made it on the recorder at PS 110. So... <laughs> She's got recorder skills, though. She's pretty I good. I can play the Rocky. Listen, scene. the recorder's not bad. I, I don't think I did so well at the recorder either. <laughs> you know? But he's been able to play. Literally, he was a drummer. That's how he started out, as a drummer. Drums, yeah, yeah. Drummer, piano, guitar. So you don't regret missing baseball? You know what? I think, I think when you come from a little town and you're like the best player in your little town, and then you go to a big city which I did, or a bigger city, I guess, and realized, oh, I'm terrible compared to these guys. It's, it's, not, it's not in the cards for me. You're like, it's not going to happen. And then Adrian with 3LW, you pretty early on were a part of the MTV 2001 Total Request live tour. Insane. Destiny's Child, Jessica Simpson. So let's just take a minute here, because, you know, we hear Destiny's Child. We need to take a minute. Like backstage, I mean, were you, you all interacted, I assume. Yeah, I mean, literally, I, we just had Kelly Rowland on I Can See Your Voice. We just shot the second season. And her and I turned to Kelly Osborne, who at the time all this was going on, the Osbournes was the show that was on. It was like the first reality TV show of a family. That was major and groundbreaking. And here we were, Kelly Rowland and I, on the first and only TRL tour with the craziest lineup. And she was like, we literally sat there and had a moment like, we've been doing this and in this for over 20 years. And not to toot our own horn, but to toot, it was the greatest time in music. Like it was the time of like, then after that, I went on and opened for NSYNC for their stadium tour. Like, Like what was life? Like I literally used to watch them perform Space Cowboy or whatever that song was. Like, there's, it's just insane. So that time in music was so epic. We missed things like Total Request Live, like TRL, voting for music videos and just, you know, cutting school to get home to see who, who's the number one video or cutting school to go stand in Times Square and hold up posters for Backstreet Boys. I did all of it. <laughs> you did. Uh, and just to be a part of that, to know that a year before I was on the countdown, I was one of those girls standing in the street holding up my poster for the people I was big fans of is insane. And the fact that we were friends, I have so many amazing memories of like Solange getting locked out of her tour bus and her having to come and sit on my tour bus while she waited for her. Like I have the best memories of just the coolest tour ever. And this sisterhood, cause Destiny Shaw, the girls of that group, I'm still friends with Michelle, Kelly, be like how gracious they were to all of us. And so they're awesome. What was B like, as you call her? B's always been amazing. So down to earth, so humble, really funny. She's got a great sense of humor. Um, 
and just a girl's girl, like a woman, like she's a woman's woman, I guess now that we're older, but yeah, always kind, uplifting, encouraging, just a, a heart of gold. And I've never seen anyone perform like Beyonce. I've never seen anyone more dedicated. I've never seen anyone more hardworking. That's the truth. Could you, could you tell she was one of these who was going to take over the world? Oh, for sure. I mean, you could tell she had very clear vision of what she wanted, even from sound checks. You could just tell she knew exactly what she wanted and how she wanted it. And that, for us, watching her do that was so empowering and inspiring. What about Jessica Simpson? Oh, my gosh. There's so many funny stories. They're so sweet. I remember her mom. I remember Ashley being a backup dancer on that tour which is wild. Solange was a backup dancer for Beyonce on that tour too. Um, just wow. again, everyone was super sweet, lovely, fun and funny. And I remember her mom more than her, which is weird. I feel like I ended up standing side stage with her mom a lot. I can't picture Ashley or Solange as a backup dancer. Was on that tour. Yeah, they wow. were. Gotta start somewhere, man. Yeah. Uh, seriously. Well, that's not a bad place to start either. Right. What about when 3LW did the 9-11 song? Like you worked with like Michael Jackson. That was insane. I remember one specific thing that I've told Israel all the time. I'm like, I was in a room doing like a rehearsal with Michael Jackson and he stopped. We had sung the song. The song was called What Have I Got That I Can Give. I don't think that's the whole song, but that was the one. And I remember him stopping us and being like, stop. We've run the song more than twice. He's like, this is not a machine. This is flesh and blood. So save it. And he didn't want us to keep running it, which. <laughs> I know where this is going. I tend to over rehearse with my team. So no, with our Israel and new breed team, we as new breed, we get to the recording with no voice because we've rehearsed it so much that we have no voice. We, this man will sing full out and me and his daughter literally run downstairs and we're like, you're going to have no voice for when the actual recording happens. So in the words of Michael Jackson, Israel, this is not a machine. This is not a machine. All right, got it. Seriously, Israel, now are you going to change now, Israel, because Michael Jackson, you know. You know what? Pro I, I think I will. Consider it. I mean, Consider it. that's pretty good advice from somebody. It's a good source, right? Uh, the source, yeah. What about like Mariah Carey and Celine Dion who were on that too? I remember being starstruck. I couldn't believe all the people that were there. And... I just sat there and sang my little heart out. I watch that video back sometimes. And I, I, I think to myself, what was I thinking then? And I was the queen of fake it, you know, till you make it. Meaning like I, I would just get out there and be like, what have I got that I can give? I sang my little part and was just all into it. And now looking back, I'm like, girl, you were on the stage with Michael Jackson. Right. Like, it's just insane. Mariah Carey, like, I don't know. I wish I could go back and tell myself, what the heck is going on here? Like, I don't know. You know what? Early in my career, I remember saying to our team, I would rather err on the side of extreme confidence that I'm a part of history, that I'm making history, yeah. than to err on the side of negligence and never appreciate the moment I'm in mm. and then look back 10, 20 years and go, I was there and I didn't even appreciate it. I didn't recognize it. I didn't yeah. memorialize that. So. I appreciated it. I was yeah. just up there getting my whole life. <laughs> what am I got that? Like, I literally remember the moment. I remember the rehearsals. I, I like, it's just now looking back, it's just wild to me that I didn't totally freak out. 
Yeah. And it's, I mean, I get it. I'm one who I don't think I always appreciate it. I'm just always like, I don't want to take my accolades. Like, thank you. Like, and I'm, and people even say to me like, no, you need to take this moment. Like this is a big thing or whatever. Just take a minute off. And I'm like, "Ah, you know, yeah, bravo. Let's go on to the next thing. Bravo. But yeah, then you look back and you're like, wait a second. Like this was a huge thing. Well, I mean like Michael Jackson, Celine Dion, all of that is pretty big. All in one place at Madison Square Garden, right? No, this was at in DC. The concert was done in DC. Constitution Hall or what? uh, I don't remember. Great question. Hey guys, there's big news from my favorite home security company. Simply Safe just launched their new wireless outdoor security camera. That's right, Simply Safe, the system that US News and World Report names best home security system of 2021, just got even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to help keep you and your family safe. I love that it zooms in eight times. This means that you can zoom in and clearly see things like faces and license plates to capture critical evidence. It has a built-in spotlight with color night vision so you can keep an eye on what's going on day and night. It's super simple to set up and usually takes just minutes. The camera also integrates with your Simply Safe home security system, extending its protection to the outside. Together, it means every door, window, room, and your property are now protected. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, visit simplysafe.com/slash velvet robe. What's more, Simply Safe is celebrating this new camera by offering 20% off your entire new system and your first month of monitoring service free when you enroll in their interactive monitoring program. What's more important than keeping your home and property safe? Once again, that's simplysafe.com slash velvet robe who did you guys grow up like loving in music like who did you each like love like who are your favorites i I still have the same mount rushmore i had when i was five and that would have been stevie wonder um andre crouch a great gospel artist Mm -hmm. andre crouch and then pretty much anything quincy jones touched so that would obviously be all the michael jackson stuff all of his career and everybody else that he interacted with okay Definitely the ultimate Latina lineup. It's like Selena, La India, Celia Cruz, J-Lo on fashion for sure. Um, But musically, I also, just the other day is I sat and I did karaoke in the house by myself just for the fun of it. (laughs) And I sang Whitney Houston songs. Whitney Houston to me, like I love, you know, I love, I love singing her Olympic song, each day I live, I want to be one, moment in, one time. moment in time. You know, it's just a great go-to <laughs> to get your belting strengthened. One moment in time is one of my favorite Whitney Houston songs. So that's like, I just loved belting and big ballads growing up. That was my thing. I would love to know what it feels like to do karaoke in your house alone when you actually have a voice like the two of you do. We used to do karaoke all the time in Koreatown in LA and yeah. we loved it. One of my best friends is Korean. Uh, Eva Kim and she would take us to like all the cool spots with private rooms and it was it was unfair he would sing songs and I'd just be like that's not fair what's that one song you sing baby face oh uh uh it's a baby face and Mariah Carey sings the backgrounds on it uh, oh it's a oh oh, oh, um 
You know, I can't think of it either. Karaoke. Yes, it's really good. And I completely forgot it just now. It'll come to me in a minute. Yeah. Yeah, and I can't think of it either. No, it was a great time in music, like in sync, Britney. Like, what do you guys like? Did you guys watch the Britney documentary? Like, what do you think of all of that? We haven't seen it yet, but I definitely want to see it. We did see the Tina Turner documentary. We just bought a tour bus, which I'm really excited about. And we did the cross country trip when I had to do I Can See Your Voice. We rode out to LA on the bus and came back to New York on the bus and we watched the Tina Turner documentary and I loved that. But I want to see the Britney one for sure. Yeah. Tina's a, yeah, I mean, first of all, Tina is amazing. I love Tina. I mean, to me, like I knew most of it. Like she was done. Like she's done. She's really done. This is not Cher. Like there's no more Tina Turner. She yeah. just is done. It's sad. I, I made her mark and she's that's content. It. I actually think that's way doper. I do too. Than to continue to try to like. No, and no disrespect to Cher. Like she's yeah. still in yeah. the tank. So she wants to keep Go at for it. it. Yeah. But I think there's also something really badass about knowing you created an amazing legacy and being a legacy artist and just being like, and now I'm going to live my life and enjoy that. And, and I'm going to ride into the sunset while I can still enjoy the totally. ride. Yeah, no, just I've gone to Vegas and met Cher four times and seen show. There's no disrespect to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would, and again, I would totally, I would love to go check out that show. Go on, Cher. The song. Every time I close my eyes, I thank the Lord that I've got you. Yeah, got, it's I remember. Thank you. Sorry. You can, edit, I can. you can edit that out. It came to him. <laughs> You guys could sing to me all day. No, but you have to watch the Britney. It's good, the Britney documentary. I mean, like, do you do you know Britney? Like, I mean, what do you no, think of this whole I'm thing? A Britney fan, and I got the opportunity to do all that when Jamie Lynn Spears was on it, and I got to meet her mom. And man, when I tell you, Lynn Spears was literally one of the kindest women that I've ever met, and so much so that Jamie Lynn had glasses at the time. And I wear glasses. Like I've, I've always worn glasses. I've been wearing glasses since fourth grade contacts now. But um, uh, I was so impressed with her glasses because they were breakable. This is such a random story. You know, like they literally would like break apart and you could put them back together. But they were great for young kids who are traveling and smashing your glasses. And I told her I loved them so much. And the next day she came with a card for me, like an encouraging card that was like, you're fantastic because we spent the week together. That's how all that used to um, actually be. You'd learn the skits for the week and then it would film on like the Saturday and we got to be a part of that 3LW and then we did the performance at the end. So after spending the week together, she came and just slipped me um, this card that she hand wrote and was like, you're amazing. This encouraging card telling me like, keep your head up. And then with the information to get the glasses, like who was the wow. brand, and where it was from. And I just thought, what a, like people don't I don't know I just I, maybe in my mind I was like you're Britney Spears mom like you don't have to come find me to give me a card that's so thoughtful and get the information for me to get me the glasses and I just I, I will those little things stay with me forever the follow-up what about how was the cheetah girls so much fun I just did uh, I can see your voice with Raven and we are Chuchi and bubbles forever me and Raven have kept such a dope friendship throughout these years. And I just think that's really special. I, I last night, literally here in my sister's house, we watched That's So Raven, where I played uh, the bully, Alana, on that show. And, and my, then the next thing that came on was the Cheetah Girls movie. Literally. Second movie. Yeah. Wow. So, 
it, it just, just some of the greatest memories. I was telling my nieces that my favorite thing about playing Raven Baxter's bully, Alana, was that we were actually such good friends in real life that when I had to do the mean scenes, like parts like where you have to walk up, to, like I had to, this wasn't even written in the script. There was like a part where I confronted her and I tell her to shut her mouth. And I actually, me and Raven were like, what if I just grab your actual lips and I just hold them closed like this? And I'm like, Baxter, right? But you can't do that to someone you're not friends with. Like yeah. you have to find that comfortability to be like, <laughs> right? And, I, and we watched that scene yesterday and I was like, I was able to do that because we were the close, like it was so fun to play her bully because we were actually besties in real life. I don't think there's a human alive that can do that to me, but you, you literally would be like, yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't like, <laughs> yeah. Or at least like, give me some advance warning. Yeah. Right. No, just, just grabbing your lips. Do you love acting? And Israel, I know you've produced, like, do you love producing? It's sandal season. Look, everyone always gets excited for sandal season. The weather is warmer, but I wear sandals year round. And now you can too, thanks to Crocs. With the new Crocs style sandals, you can embrace those feel-good summer vibes all year long. I love Crocs sandals, not just because they're stylish, but because they're so comfortable. And when I'm comfortable, I feel I can do anything. They have new Miami sandals and Brooklyn sandals, but my absolute favorite are their getaway sandals. They are so soft, light, and thin. It literally feels like I don't have any shoes on at all. There's a cushiony, soft footbed, and it honestly feels like I'm walking on clouds. Style-wise, they go with anything and everything, and I can wear them anywhere, no matter how casual or a more formal event. You have to check out the getaway sandals, and all of their sandals come in such a variety of colors, so you can match with any outfit. Right now, get 20% off your next purchase at crocs.com. Just use the code SANDALS20 at checkout. That's SANDALS20 at crocs.com for 20% off your purchase. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. I do, and I want to do more. And we've we've started a production company called District 11 that we're running all of our music through now. And, yeah. and looking at scripts and even, you know, uh, right. kind of putting some ideas together to write. And so, yeah, I think production and, and like... I probably get more excited about doing things behind the scenes than yeah. in front of the camera. And yet almost everything I've been doing has been in front of the camera. But um, I think she's an amazing actor and, and I want to see her do more. And so we want to do some things that really enable that. My face tells you how I feel about that. I probably don't have the greatest confidence and that's just honest and transparent, but um, do I love it? Absolutely. I haven't found a project as of late that I would be excited to do. I recently, like, you know, my agents will send me auditions for certain things and I'll just be like, mm. but if I found something that I was really excited about, like, oh, I auditioned for, um, for, In for In the Heights. And that was something I would have loved to be a part of. I didn't get the part, but I'm still like that, like that's a project that I'd be excited about. Have you ever auditioned for something where you got so close where now it's like, oh, you know, there's so-and-so in that movie and like, that's a huge hit. Like that was almost you really like anything like that. 
Yeah, I had two moments like that. I actually screen tested with John Travolta for Be Cool. Be Cool. And uh, Christina Milian actually ended up getting the part. And I remember like it was between the two of us and their biggest thing was like, well, John Travolta and Adrian on camera look more like father and daughter versus her love interest. So I didn't get the part because they thought I looked too young on camera. Um, so that was one. And then one of the major things that I always look back on, but I think everything happens exactly the way it's supposed to, or at least that's what I tell myself to make me feel better. <laughs> But yes. after doing the Cheetah Girls, Disney did a movie called The Cinderella Story. And I think the first one was with Hilary Duff. And then they did a second one um, that they offered to me. I didn't have to audition. It was an offer. Like, we'd love for her to be the star of this film, to be the lead girl in it. And I remember thinking I had done, just done the Cheetah Girls. And... I had just turned 19 years old. And you know, when you're 19, you don't want to keep doing it. Like I was, I was in my grown and sexy phase. Like, or at least I thought I was grown and sexy. And so I was like, I don't want to be typecast and just be like a Disney kid. I want to do like more grown up stuff. I thought I was too cool. So I passed on the film and it was then given to Selena Gomez. And till this day, it's like literally the project that catapulted her career. So that was supposed to happen the way it was supposed to happen. I think everything happens for a reason, too. Yeah, absolutely. Like, something great is around the corner. Yeah. You turn now something down. Like, why the heck didn't you do that movie? You Like, that's so dumb. <laughs> well, maybe Selena Gomez should send you, you know, some roses or some cookies or oh, something. Chocolates every now and again. She's amazing. Yeah, we love her. Something. What about how was hosting at MTV when you hosted, Age? That was fun. Just recently, I tried to show Israel like afternoons on MTV with Adrian, like just that whole time, I can't find any of it on Google or YouTube. Like I'm literally like, babe, like I remember we did um, like this whole thing about like during the summer. So I would host the afternoons. So pretty much when TRL disappeared, the whole afternoon was just hosted by me. So I would like tell you Room Raiders is coming up. I would tell you that, you know, or just do weird activities. Like I did trapeze in Chelsea. <laughs> And I was really? trying to find the footage to show Israel that I actually had done trapeze. Yeah, we can't find it anywhere. We can't find it anywhere. So if any of you out there has the footage of me doing trapeze on afternoons on MTV, somebody please send it to me so that I can show my husband that I was transferred from a bar to a man's hands upside down over the Chelsea Piers area in the air. You know someone is going to be sending it to you for Israel. I need it. Great. I need the footage. You know, and then you did also a foray into reality TV, Empire Girls. Oh, Lord. Now, I, my niece's birthday is in March. And so every single birthday of hers, we watch her birth story, which was on Empire Girls. So she just watches it on constant repeat on demand. And she's like, no, this is the episode when I was born. She just thinks everyone was born on TV. <laughs> I'm like, no, you weren't. Like, not everybody has that story, but... It's, it, okay, honestly, it's super cringy for me to watch just because I was in such a different place in my life that when I watch it, one, I'm like, what am I wearing? Two, I'm like, who was I then? I was popping in these streets and doing a whole lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's cringy. And so I try to show my husband all my cringy things. Why, I don't know. Like, hey, watch all of these really unsexy, unattractive moments of my life. Did you know of Adrian, like Israel, like just, you know, like the Cheetah Girls and did you know who she was before? No, way, way really. back. No? no clue. 
I, I had a slight clue, but I never made the connection. So my, so my daughter is now 20, almost five, She's 25, 25. And she would, she would have cheetah girl parties, you know, um, every, every, every time. The Thank movie God came I was out. her favorite. Yeah. She was her favorite, but it was only, you know, after we did the movie and then like, you know, uh, my production partner was like, yeah, she was, she was in the cheetah girl. So we go to the premiere and my daughter's, having you know her life handed to her because she's like i can't believe i'm sitting here with adrian but yeah i was pretty knows every song i was pretty clueless about but that he had no clue he was like oh that's the same girl like he didn't even connect it that like the girl in the film that right. he produced was also from the cheetah girls so yeah he didn't care about me so when you guys started dating was your daughter like oh my god like i, I just need a moment here she she was very very um supportive and very into it um and and I would say that's because Adrian was so kind to her. I mean, Adrian, like even the first it's like time, a weird thing. Like, like when we said, "Okay, we're officially dating," we had my kids come, and and she found out that my kids loved Blackish, so she just invited the whole cast of Blackish. And to this day, we're like we're friends with all of you them. You know, let's just cut out the awkwardness. It's always going to be <laughs> awkward meetings. Granted, I had met them before, but never as their dad's girlfriend. So that changes the dynamic. And I was like, let's ease into this. Yeah. Let's have the entire cast of Blackish here. You know, <laughs> it worked to out. Take the attention it worked off out of well. me. It was great. As I run around all day trying to get everything done with running this podcast, the most important thing to me is comfort. When it comes to underwear, loungewear, and activewear, Third Love understands that comfort is of the utmost importance. That's why they design feel-good all-day wear that hugs better, holds stronger, and supports longer. When I hear from all of my female friends, and yes, many of the housewives who I am friends with, they talk about Third Love's fitting room quiz. The fitting room quiz is so detailed in a good way. It helps you find the perfect size and style. Also, third loves, the bras are available in exclusive half cups and the underwear, loungewear, and activewear is available from sizes XS to 3X. That's why the fit is better. And third love obsesses over every stitch. So you'll never have to think about how something feels, looks, or wears. But don't take my word for it. If you don't love your fit, Guess what? Exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. Feeling is believing. Upgrade to everyday pieces that love your body as much as you do. Right now, you can get 20% off your first order at thirdlove.com slash velvet. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash velvet. That's not a bad way to win some points. It's a great show. She won many, many points. A little Tracy Ellis Ross. I mean, come on now. Marseille Martin coming through. Yeah. That's our girl. Good and time. still a great show to this day. Like it it's, is. It is. There's no like losing it in season, whatever it is. It's oh, like I as good as ever. We've been married now for five years. That's about to be. Almost five, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about the real for a minute. And Israel, we're going to talk about all your new music, which we have to get to too. But I mean, so tell me about the real. The real, I can't believe that we, babe, are we in our seventh or our eighth season? I'm so confused. You're in seven, season seven right now, but it's technically eight because you did a summer. We did the summer run. So run. I've been with those girls for eight years. Um, Tamara just did Mass Singer and I did it two seasons ago. And I just feel like we built such a sisterhood amongst us that it's just so much fun. Obviously she's no longer on the show, The Real, but what we built in those years, it's been, it, it proves that, 
the sisterhood is so real because even though she's not on the show anymore, she's coming to town. She's going to be filming something out here. And like, I can't wait to see her and get together. Um, Jeannie getting married. I mean, it's just so much that has happened over the course of eight years mm -hmm. that I, I love the show. I love how we've evolved. I love how the show has evolved. I love how we've gone through so many things together from literally engagements to unengagements to engagements to divorces, divorces to marriage and to good friends leaving the show yeah and, i mean we've been through a lot staying in touch with everybody and i think that the thing that we're most proud of is that we we really did do something that had never been done before you know a, a show like ours was never in the daytime tv look so to speak of a whole platform of women of color and uh celebrating diversity and really having representation like ours on daytime tv and now we're talking for, about everything from you know I know there's shows that are very specific to politics and then there's shows that are very specific to pop culture. And the fact that we can do both of those, we're really proud of that. We're proud of the perspective that we have and that we're not just talking about things that are going on in the black and brown community, but that we're speaking from the perspective of the black and brown community. And, you know, okay, so now, you know, like to your point, this was 2013. So, I mean, it really was ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah, and that's insane. And now with everything that's gone on in the world, I think more than ever, a show like ours is needed. You know, it's like, we hope that we're not only the place where you can go to get the information that you need, but that you're also, that we're also a break from the chaos that's going on in the world. That you can feel like girl chat is also a time where you can get your laugh on and talk about things from, you know, you know, we just did a conversation about sexual favors for household chores. Like, you know, babe, you take out the garbage, I will do these things. Like, that's the crazy conversations that happen during Girl Chat. And then we have very honest conversations about, you know, the Derek uh, Chauvin child. Like, these are real things that we're talking about. We've got range. We've got range. Do you talk about Israel on the show, like, when you're saying, like... All the time. All the time. Do you watch Israel from home? I mean, now well, it's, it's filmed yeah. at home. Well, it kind of works. The, the, the way the schedule is here in New York, while she has just finished her producer call for that show, at 11 o'clock, her show comes on from the day, from, from what they've already filmed. The day before. And it's like, it, I love it. Me and her mom watch all the time. We're, they literally, we're I'm, getting, I'm doing my makeup to get ready to film the one that's going to air the next day. And they're watching the one that I just aired yesterday. So my mom will be like, that hair looks good. Oh, your eyelash. Yeah, that eyelash was not a good eyelash that you put on yesterday. Like they're critiquing. <laughs> and at the same time, they also heard what my thoughts were in the production meeting versus to see it, to yeah, see yeah. it actually play out on TV. And they'll be like, that was a great point. You made a great point there, Adrian. Or you could have said this instead. So it's interesting. I'm not that critical, though. I'm, no, I'm, but you'll, you'll usually I tell look me at her like she's you magic, you know? You could have, you do. You could, you normally would be like, you could have added on this or like, oh man, I thought of this after yeah, you yeah. could have brought this perspective. You always think of it after. Trust me, I always. get it. Always. Always. Well, you won 2018 daytime TV host Emmys. Oh, which is insane. Insane. And I am forever grateful for that. I really think that um, that's just so special. I mean, you just can't get any higher. When I think about it, I'm like, oh, this is what... You know, this is what Oprah won. Like, you just can't, you can't get any higher than that. And it wasn't just an award for the show or the production of the show, 
but it was really meaningful to us because it was for hosts. It was for what we bring to the table. It was for, you know, the stories that we share, our hearts, um, the good times, the bad times uh, that we bring to the table and our transparency. So I, I was really grateful, really, really grateful. And it's probably the thing that I'm the most proud of. Well, speaking of the real host, let's talk about my gr girl, Garcelle. Ah, yes. Okay, so we've never actually shot a show together in the same room, which is insane. Hello, pandemic. Um, but I'm so looking forward to next season, possibly, you know, being in person and then getting that moment going. But she's just brought such a breath of fresh air to the show, a breath of uh, new perspective. And I love that. Here's the thing. Tell me. Show with girls for over eight years. You know each other so well that you almost can guess what their answer is going to be. Versus when you bring somebody new into the mix, it shakes things up. And she has caught us by surprise on so many moments. Like last year, we had this very deep conversation on Girl Chat about like one word. If you had to sum up the year 2020 in one word, what would it be? And I was like, family. And Jeannie was like, something deep. And Lonnie was like, I don't remember what she said, but it was something, again, like we're just in this moment and Garcelle was like, vibrator. What? Like what? So I I love that she <laughs> says the unexpected and it's something you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect Garcelle to say that sort of thing. So it's great. It's great when she pulls one of those on us and we're like, okay, girl, we're still getting to know you. No, I mean, Garcelle has had a full career before this, but let's just focus on one part of her career. Like, are you a Housewives fan, either of you? Like, did you watch the Housewives before Garcelle? You don't have to, you don't have to say yes. Never, we've never seen them and it's terrible. But like now I'm paying more attention because she's on the show. I'll tune into like the Beverly, like if I see it on, I'll tune in. I lost a lot of brain cells in like high school and college, you know, for, for Israel. medicinal reasons. So I'm trying to retain the ones I have left. <laughs> no, he's so never watched. He doesn't even know. That is no shade to the shows. I just. Well, it will suck you in if you watch it. 10 episodes of Jeopardy. That's who my husband is. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Was there like buzz around, you know, because it was the whole like Brandy and Denise and like, I mean, are you like, do you get like the. Brandy is. I know who Denise is because she came on the show. Who's Brandy? You, you don't know who Brandy Glanville is. No. That's okay. Well, she's a ex-housewife. See, now I'm giving shade here, Israel. Wait, she, tell me, who is she, though? Well, Denise Richards, as she said on the show, I'm Denise fucking Richards. So we all know who, know that's, who Denise Richards is. We all, we all know that. Yeah. Brandy is a Beverly Hills housewife who hasn't been on for a bunch of seasons. Oh. She used to be married to Eddie Cibrian. Which is the reason why I married a man with dimples. He was my childhood crush. And I told Leanne Rhines, his wife, this recently. She, she was on I Can See Your Voice as well. So it's really, so Israel, you sh so you should send something to Eddie Cibrian then. I should. I'm going to send him some chocolates too. But I'm sorry <laughs> you don't know who Brandy is, but she was an ex-housewife. Now I'm going to Google her. Would you ever, you know, well, I mean, now, I don't know, because you're bi-coastal, but like if Beverly Hills or New York Housewives came knocking, they love someone who has a famous name. My husband is answering for me. What are you doing, Israel? I'm saying He's absolutely getting, This not. is a little, this is a no. That's no. <laughs> we were, our things are almost in sync. You're wagging your finger no. saying now. 
No, like, I, I don't, I wouldn't do it. I have to watch the show to see exactly, but it's, see, okay, from what Garcelle has told, told me, it is, can be very drama filmed, fil- filled, and, and, and filmed. And, filmed. <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna go with no. Like I, I <laughs> no drama for me. I, I, I would like to go out let my legacy be. She was pro- She was unproblematic. You know, just I'm just out here. You know, staying hydrated, minding my business. <laughs> I can tell you that there's zero percent chance you could be on the Housewives without drama. So that's what I mean, and I don't want it. I don't want none. Yeah. No matter what your intentions are. You gotta imagine we've been pitched since we've been together. We've been pitched every month, kind every of reality. Month for some kind of reality show. And our answer has been no every time. If if we ever did reality, it would have to be such a special circumstance. Like it would literally have to be like with, I would only do it with my family. And, and it would have to be fun. And, and it would have to actually be real. Like I, we're not inventing drama for ratings. Like right. I'm not doing that. My family's way too, precious to me they're the foundation of my sanity so i would never do anything that could destroy or wreck that or no it's just not worth it to me what type of reality shows are you guys usually pitched like like family like no they originally wanted to do like a newly like a like a just show about us no like i also don't want to be on camera making up arguments with my husband that don't exist like you and I just can't believe it and cliffhanger to be continued. Right. Like, I just like why, like we really don't have drama like that. Granted, I do think our family is funny. Holy crap. We are a very funny family. We've got a lot going on it. We are a chaotic family, yeah. but wow. we're, we're not throwing drinks at each other or dragging each other by our hair across tables. Like that's just not who we are. I was going to say, I assume like a family show or like a, like newlyweds, even though you're not really newlyweds, like Nick and Jessica type. That, that I would have wanted, but even then I actually wanted to enjoy our newlywedness. Yeah. Like I want to actually live and enjoy it. But now I would only do something if it was with my family and if it was actually based on reality and not overly produced to create drama that doesn't actually exist. It would be like, it would have to be the most funny, fun-loving show that makes you be like, damn, why was I not born a Bylone, Alexander, Houghton, Felix? Those <laughs> are all would... things. We have a very blended family. I love that. Do you have to stay up on pop culture, like, you know, because of your job? Like, do you find it like, okay, let me stay up on, like, do you naturally just stay up on everything? I naturally stay up on the things that I care about, and I think that's what keeps it authentic. Like, if I genuinely don't care about something, I'm not going to be abreast about something that, and I think that's okay because the average person is into the things that they're really into, and then there's things they're not. So if we're having a conversation on The Real, and it's like, The Real Housewives, two of us will be like, oh my God, yes! And one of us will be like, yeah, you know? Like, I'm, I'm listening, and that's the reality of the consumer when you're watching a show like the real there's going to be three people in the room that are like oh my god yes i watched that episode last night and there's going to be one that's like what is this show and that's okay yeah i think that keeps it really authentic and real and i get to speak into things without a bias because i don't have you know all of the information 
all the that's, I mean, that's good. I mean, I'm the same way. Like for me, I could talk housewives all day, but Megan and Harry and the Royals, it just for me doesn't interest me. Like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. People did you are like, watch the Oprah thing or no? He's into it. I and didn't. I so you I didn't. did watch the Oprah thing. I did watch it. I didn't. I mean, I know the basic points because, you know, I'm alive, but I don't, I just tune out when it comes to the Royals usually. I just didn't well, like, I really didn't care. I never cared about the Royals until Megan and Harry. And I kind of was slightly forced to care about the Royals because it was just so, we were inundated with so much well, I, I watched The Crown too, so I really liked The so that's Crown. that's in the background of my life. And that kind of keeps you at least understanding the legacy. The, the Lady Di thing was like a, a huge landmark moment, you know, in, in, in the royal family. So I've, I've kind of been up, up to date on most of You're things. just the serious side of it all, Israel. Yeah, I know, damn, right? <laughs> That's good. You guys balance each other out. Jeopardy, the crown. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like now, housewives, yes. We also Lori Povich paternity moments. I love that show. No, no, we're not lying. So when we're saying we're very serious, and he says he loses brain cells, if I stop on a show like that, we'll literally actively say, why are we watching this? But we can't change the can't channel. Can't stop. Well, speaking of Maury, my good friend John Pascarella tells me yes. to say hello to both of you. We, we love, love him. John. We, if I know any pop culture, it's because of John. Right. He keeps us in the know every day. That's true. His gossip, you just need to stop in one place to read it. It's like... Literally, it's the best thing ever. It's bullet points. It's what you need to know. You kind of can weed out whatever was like information that was womp womp. And we actually even looked to him, me and my producers, uh, specifically Dave, uh, we looked to him for girl chat topics. So sometimes we'll get our girl chat topics from, from his, his, yeah, his emails. Well, as I was telling you, sometimes I get in it for the show, but there's no favorites. Like I'll call him and I'll be like, this person said this, it's major. He'll be like, sweetie, that's not going in the gossip. That's like the minor league. So when I'm in there, I'm like, I must've been a good show because yeah. John puts his stamp of approval on it. Love like, can't, can't you throw a girl a bone? Like, we're friends. There's yeah. no favors. What about, were you fans of, like, or are you of, like, the real type show? Like, the talk, like, the view? Like, did you like shows like that before you were part of it? I honestly was more, I was, I've always been a huge fan of daytime television, but we're talking, like, old school daytime television. I have like grown conflict up TV. loving conflict TV, which now I heard it's getting a new name. It's Bold TV. I grew up on Richard Bay, Ricky Lake, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Jenny Jones. Like Don't I was you. obsessed yeah. with those shows growing up. Um, so it's a different format, obviously, than the real, but that was the kind of stuff I loved. Like that's the daytime TV I was obsessed with. I get it. I just had Sally, Jesse on this very show here. Like, Love You it. know, I dressed up as Sally, Jesse, Raphael for Halloween. You did. I have to look at these pictures. Daytime date, like the greats of daytime television. So and Lonnie was Oprah. Lonnie was Oprah. Jeannie was Ellen. Um, Tamara was Tyra, and I was Sally Jesse Raphael. And she called in on the show. I almost <laughs> lost it. Like, do you remember when she would get so mad at the kids that were disrespectful to their parents? Yeah. Most iconic moment in daytime television, in my opinion. Like, I will chew you up and spit you. Like she would. Be like, you don't disrespect your parent. It's beautiful. <laughs> I have, did you wear your red glasses, obviously? Yeah, I had everything. I had the wig. I had the, the glasses, the red suit. 
I have lots of different color glasses. I'm not wearing them now. I don't do contacts because this is close off, but I have red glasses. So I put them on for Sally. I'm like, that's the way to go. You got to show respect where respect is due. What about, you know, being on the real, what about the whole like Sharon Osbourne? Like, what do you think of that? Oh, that is a complicated situation. I think, um, it's so weird. It's so weird. Cause I, 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 watch it and I'm like, how did this go so left so fast? Um, and when I say that, how did it go so left so fast in the sense of on a production level, one person feels like they've gotten, uh, what's that word? Maligned. Uh, no, you got side, yeah, side, what's that side word? Side swiped. Uh, There's a word, what's the word? Blindsided. blindsided That's the word I was looking for. So while Sharon has expressed that she felt blindsided, I'm like, yeah, but it was still a conversation. Like, like there's a way to express yourself. I pers- there was some disrespect in the way she was talking to someone that's supposed to be her friend. And I'm like, this didn't seem like a friendly conversation. Like that was like, it was wildly uncomfortable to watch. And um, to some extent I was like, it got very emotional very quickly but to the left and there was a lack of like trying to understand or being empathetic to what the other person was saying. It was just a, it was a very uncomfortable thing to watch, but those things happen in daytime television, especially when you're live, these things happen. Um, Remember, like I told you, if I don't know everything, I don't know everything. I haven't kept up to date on every single thing. Yeah. Um, Guys are going to hate me. What is the name of the other one? Cheryl Underwood. Thank you. Oh, Jesus. I, her name just escaped. Me. But, but I felt for Cheryl in that moment, just to be honest, in the sense of like trying to defend her opinion and also be like, I need you to hear me out when I'm saying that somebody and the things they said feels racist to me instead of sitting and going, I really want to hear what you have said. She was telling her, tell me what he said that's been racist, but it wasn't in the tone that tells you I actually want to hear. It's, it's, I want to defend. Do you get what I'm saying? I want to fight. I'm arguing my point. And although I'm saying, my words are saying, tell me how or what he did that's racist. But you really weren't saying it in an empathetic, like, I really want to hear you out. Help me understand. Why do you feel this way? And I think that's where this went off the rails. Do you think it's like the right decision that she's not there now? That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But I, but I say yes, yeah. Like that, that's not an environment for a good, like I think once it goes to that place, there's no turning back. And that's just my opinion. Even for like women on a work environment, if it had gone there, it's a really hard place to come back from. That makes sense. I mean, do you ever worry, like you're both in the public eye, like especially like on the real, like, you know, like we're like cancel culture is just everywhere. I, like, do you guys I, ever worry? culture at all but I think it is important to recognize that you don't know everything and that you're always evolving and if you come from that kind of a place of like I don't know everything I can learn I Mm. am open to having an open heart and an open mind to having a better understanding on things I think if you come from that perspective in everything, even if you have to come on the next day and be like, yo, I was wrong. I was wrong. Like, yeah. I got emotional about this. Like, that was wrong. That was wrong on my part, and I need to do better. I need to be better. I think that's the example we need more of. And I think that people can relate to that. 
And hopefully they'll have an open heart and open mind to forgive you and recognize that you have the right to evolve and grow and change. My thought is it didn't have to get that far. Cheryl, that was, Cheryl was like, this guy, Pierce Morgan, said inflammatory things that struck me as this way. And, and, and Sharon could have taken that moment and said, well, he's a friend of mine and I don't know him that way, but tell me what bothered you. And let's, but it was like, it was like, I'm going so hard for this guy. I was like, what? Meanwhile, he loses his job. She loses her was job. It worth, like, I, I, okay, That's this crazy. is the question I would want to ask. <laughs> was it worth it? It's a great yeah. Question. Was it worth it? Was, was your, was, and is, this is so random, but what I love about the real is that we, I, we will bring up a story. We'll tell you the story. And then we always turn it back to our own personal lives. Right. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Sharon Osborne should have done this. Cheryl Underwood should have done this. Here is the story. This is what happened. Now, in my personal life, which I love because the average viewer isn't Cheryl Underwood and isn't Sharon Osborne on TV having these conversations. But in my personal life, when I'm having an argument with my husband and I feel something strongly, but I get emotional about it and it goes too far too fast. I love that he always asks this question. What do you want? Do you want to be right? Or do you want to be reconciled? And that is groundbreaking for me in all of my relationships. Like when you're having an argument, am I just arguing this just to be right? Or do I want to me some peace in this? Do I want, do we want some sort of reconciliation or a better understanding of what's happening here? So, that that's that's where I would go. I would watch all of this back and be like, "Damn, did I just want to be right, or like, why did this go so far so fast?" That makes sense. And you guys don't believe in cancel culture? No, I do not. Not at all. I mean, yeah, not at all. Uh, I get what he's saying. <laughs> why are you smiling? Because you can't be racist because and say crazy things. For, for about a week, we stopped buying Goya foods. Yeah, know? we don't buy Goya foods no more. So yes, okay. Well, okay. Let me <laughs> cancel culture is to a certain extent. If you're out here sexually assaulting women, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna be like, and you can learn to like. I, there's and that's honest. And maybe that's something God needs to work on me for. I need to work on my forgiveness. But there are certain things that if you're out here molesting children, I'm not gonna be like, oh, come into my good grace. Like there's there is a real line of cancel culture versus like you can change you can do better that's the difference between cancel and rehab culture like i want you to if, you, if you're if you're messed up i want you to there's be probably a good chance that there's a reason why you're messed up let's go like let's go address that and and you be better and then yeah. we'll all be better as opposed to us i'm i've never been good with just like kicking people out of my life. Even people that she has pointed out like, please kick them out. Get them, get rid of them. That they're not good for you. Help, helping them is hurting you. And it's like, okay, but still like, I'm I love everybody. Right, right. Yeah. So I've never been good at that. I've always like tried to believe the best about people, but you know, we, I think this last year, if I'm honest, was a very, you know, we say 2020 as like 2020 vision. It was like 2020 vision actually revealing where people are at. Yeah, like revealing we, who people are. We got a chance to see what the justice system looks like. We got a chance to see how police could do almost anything and, and have loophole after loophole mm -hmm. to get through. For the first time this past week, we saw that 
loophole closed, at least in one. A, a tiny bit yeah, in, of accountability. Exactly. And so yeah. like, I, I love that we got, you know, and with the crazy political climate and everybody canceling everybody, it was, it was great to see. And I come from the church side. So it was, it Some was, say churches started canceled culture. Right. And, and, and it was great. You sinned, you're out. Yeah. yeah. It was great to see where people really were. Like people that I considered 20, 30 year friends taking a position on like the George Floyd thing or the Ahmaud Arbery thing or the, the Trump thing. And you're going, whoa, I thought we were, I thought we understood each other better than that. Like what happened? And so that was like a very eye-opening and revealing thing for me. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it, it caused us to have a lot of conversations about, okay, what does our world look like? It's one of the reasons why we ended up in New York around our squad, because we're like, we're here in LA by ourselves and, and the world is crazy, man. So like, let's get around people that we know and yeah. trust and want to be around. Well, I don't know you guys that well, but you both have very New York energy. Thank you. You know what's crazy? I mean, you just do. My whole life, and yet I've always been a West Coast kid. You both have New York energy. Thank thank you. You see that? Receive that. Receive that. Thank you. In Westchester, that's, you know, it's close to Connecticut, which is a little West Coast. Like, it's, you're, you're in, your guys are in the right area, I think. Thank you. I think so. What about, talk to us about new music, Israel. You have some. So, you know, a couple years ago, I kind of put a record out, uh, three years ago, I put a record out that was like my final record for RCA and Sony. And I was so happy to put it out. I don't know how well it did. I got a chance to sing two songs with her. So I was happy about that. What a whole Emmy nomination off of that. Yeah. But kind of after that, I was like, you know what, babe, quiet as it's kept. I feel like everything I've ever set out to do, I've accomplished. And for the first time, I'm happy in my life. I'm happy in my marriage. I'm happy just like doing closing deals for her. And I'm like, I think I'm going to retire from music. I don't have to make an announcement. I don't have to go Professionally, he'll sing in my house all day long. I don't have to go do a retirement tour. I just want to kind of be done. And then when the pandemic hit and uh, did I say pandemic? Pandemic. Damn. Pandemic, <laughs> pandemic, you know. When the pandemic hit and everything got locked down, she's like, you know, you should do some lives and kind of connect with people and do some worship segments. And I was like, I think I'm good. Like, let somebody else He didn't else want do to do it because he was like, I'm not thirsty like that. Yeah. That was his exact words. I'm not thirsty like that. I'm not going to be on IG Live talking about <laughs> singing into a camera. He was like, that is the corniest, cheesiest thing ever. And, you know, with my powers of persuasion. She has very, very powerful powers of persuasion. I was like, babe. When she goes, do it for me. Just do it for me. Like, even even feels like home. The record happened months later, but it was, she's like, my birthday's coming up. All I want is for everybody to be here and we'll just do, do a worship. Just have a jam session. And that turns into like two full records now we're working on number the one on one. billboard yeah all that it know? went to number one on itunes it was literally number six in all genres literally number five was justin bieber and we were right behind him and i'm like this is literally an album that we recorded in that living room right live and we just had fun doing it it was never intended to you know win any sort of accolades so the fact that it went number one on itunes and number one on billboard uh, just shocked us. 
it encouraged us. It inspired us. There's Grammy buzz around it already. Yeah, so it's we're like, just having fit. And the best wild. part is we're wow. just having fun. Well, Israeli, you've won a few Grammys before. I have, yes. Six to be exact with 17 nominations. <laughs> have you yes. been my PR? <laughs> You're both each other's PR. That's, I mean, you know, she convinced you to do the, the album. So it kind okay. of... I look back now because, you know, she... I drive her crazy, and I, I would like to take this time on your platform there we and go. say, baby, I'm sorry. Because she'll I come mean, up with these, okay. she'll wake up in the morning and go, here's what we ought to do. And and I'm getting better, but my first reaction is, oh, man, I don't want to do that. And then the logistics, and we got to fly everybody it. in, everybody's got to get tested, and then quarantine. So the other day, well, the last month, she's like, you know what, Coachella's canceled, but we could use one of the stages at Coachella, and why don't we go do a concert on Good Friday? And I'm like, I'm trying to convince her of all the reasons why we shouldn't. And she's like, listen, dude, we're doing it. So figure out your denim on denim combination. Because you're, you're, you're going to be on that stage. And sure enough, it ended up being one of the coolest, funnest things we've done. It was the first time we had been in front of People. a crowd in 15 months or something. And I finally just told her the next day, I was like, listen, I'm sorry. Like, whatever idea you have, my answer is just going to be yes. I'm going to stop fighting you on this. Uh, because she's she's amazing, and I know she's connected to something bigger than the both of us that just gives her these ideas. Is your denim on denim reference a nod to Brittany and Justin? No, but that is Israel's clothing every single day. That's his uniform. It's either a it's either a sweatsuit that we designed that we designed. Thank you. Very oh, much. really? Or it's, it's, it's denim. denim on denim, looking like Jay Leno, but a Canadian tuxedo. But we absolutely should do a denim on denim Halloween costume, you and I. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm yeah. I don't mind a denim on denim look. You know, like a modern version of it. I, I'm like all for it. I'm down. I think, I think you helped us figure out Halloween. Thank you. So aren't you so happy you did, you recorded this album now? I mean, Grammy buzz and number one on all the charts and... Uh, I, I am very happy and not, and again, I'm still, still doesn't care. I'm still not thirsty. So like we got a call at what, two in the morning or something like, Hey, it's number one. And we're like, okay, thanks. No. Oh no, I, it was six in the morning. I said, let's go get coffee. Yeah. I was screaming. I'm like, Oh my God, you're number one, baby. Like, this is so crazy. We, again, it's the first album that we've ever did independently. Like we are a black owned record label that we just did on our own. It's grassroots. So that. I think also on the business side, that feels more fulfilling Very rewarding. Than, than anything because we bet on ourselves. We bet on ourselves, we invest in ourselves, and we just put this out there as like a love offering, a passion project. And for it to go number one and be recognized by Billboard and iTunes and so many other people are saying, oh my gosh, what you guys have created here is something really special. I'm waking up like, ah, this so man literally looks at me and is like, that's great, babe. God be the glory. Let's, uh, you want to go grab some coffee? And I'm like, and it's not me being ungrateful. It is me just being very sober of the, of the era and the season I'm in and, and super thankful, yeah. but I'm never going to be like, Hey guys, look what I did. I'm amazing. Yeah. You know? But not only that, I think his heart is in the right place. And that's what makes me the most proud is that he really just is all about the music and really having impact on people. Like that means more to him. Like if somebody walks up to him and is like, your song, Hymn of Breakthrough, got me through, you know, being in the hospital with COVID or your song, Accepted, you know, made me realize that I could come up to come out to my family as a gay man and recognize that God still loves me. 
like groundbreaking. Like I am accepted by God. Like that song accepted has changed my life and how I view my relationship with God. Like that to him, he'll sit there and come back to me and be like, man, that meant a lot to me. But like the numbers, like he doesn't care about that stuff. Right. It's about the work. You care about the numbers. Listen, you're in Westchester. That ain't cheap, honey. (laughs) My property taxes, Lord Jesus, call on the Lord. I know all about the Westchester. This is, you know, it's no joke. What about like, is it, was it so much fun to do the mass Singer? So much. Okay. So you know how I encourage him and I push him. He does the same for me. I was like, I will never sing again, especially not publicly or in front of people. Like, that's so embarrassing. I still sound like a cheetah girl. Why do I still sound 12 when I sing? All these things that are my own insecurities. And Israel was like, you're doing mask Singer. Like, you're going to put that costume on? I said, you're going to be a, you're going to be in a mask. Just sing. How freeing is that? And it was. It was the most freeing experience. And I'm not, not going to lie, that probably was somewhat of the catalyst. catalyst to me loving music again, recognizing, okay, I, I came up with this one major epiphany while doing Mass Singer. And I came home and I told you this. I was like, I know that I can sing, right? Which I really had been, con- I'm like, I can't sing. Like, I sound terrible. This is awful, right? I took that out of my vocabulary and I'm like, no, I can sing. I, can- I absolutely can sing. Whether you like my tone or don't is, starts with an R. What's that called? Is re- irrelevant? No. Um, What's that called? If you subjective, it's, 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 yeah. there's a word. It's subjective, <laughs> right? Like if you like the way I sing or don't like it, that's subjective. And there's going to be people that are like, yo, I find her tone and her sound to be so dope. And there's going to be other people that are like, "Ugh, can't stand the way she sings. And some of my favorite artists are that way. Some of the people that I adore, I love Stevie Nicks. There's some people that are like, eh, I love her voice. So I'm like, love it or don't love it, she's iconic. She's iconic. And matter of fact, if Stevie Nicks was on The Voice tomorrow, there's a good chance nobody's turning their that, seats Which is around. wild because some people will say incredible think, voice. Think about it. Tom Petty. Who's going to turn around for Tom Petty's voice? Don't, but, don't get crazy, Israel Hogan. No, but look at his discography. Look at his career. He's an absolute star. So sometimes we go, we need our vocals and our voices to sound like such and such. And I'm like, I say to her, but you have something nobody else has. You have such a unique, when people hear her, the first day when she sang Sucker on Mass Singer, Twitter, like she's trending, like within minutes. And I was minutes, like, why? I was like, oh God, they're like, this is probably we so bad. We know that that's Adrian. We absolutely know that that's Adrian. I said, that and is I a And I thought gift. I was covering my voice. I was trying to sound like <laughs> someone else, but Chuchi, the inner cheetah girl inside of me was just coming out and I couldn't help it. <laughs> But so that's one of the groundbreaking things I found. I'm like, yo, I'm not going to, I'm not going to doubt. Make peace with it. My gift. Yeah. But either you like it or you don't. And that's okay. So that's kind of where I'm at. Well, I I don't even know why you were doubting it. That like, I mean, you needed the mass Singer to confirm this. I mean, you've had a huge music career. Thank you. What do you think I've been trying to tell her? It's hard. I, I mean... I could have told you you had you could have just called me or come on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But Next then, time I'm calling you. Then you wouldn't have been the flamingo. I flamingo forever. Flamingo forever. I'm actually wearing a hot pink uh, suit dress 
for this next season of I Can See Your Voice. Little homage to tip of the hat. Tip of the hat to Flamingo. I like that. What about are there anybody that you guys want to work with? Like, you know, like just let's just say you could work with anyone. Like you could do a duet with anyone in the world. Like there's no end to it. Juan Luis Guerra. Juan Luis Guerra is kind of way up there for me. Latin artist who's amazing. We die to work with him. Um, I would say I, I still eventually want to do something with Jasmine Sullivan. I think there's something that she's got that just is this beautiful bridge between mainstream and anybody who's on the gospel side of things can relate to and go, I hear something in her voice that's amazing. Yeah. Um, who else? And a major one that I would love to see is Israel producing a gospel record for Stevie Wonder. And Ooh. we've talked about it. Him and I have talked about it significantly. I know he's working with a friend of mine off and on named Warren Campbell, who's a great super producer in gospel. So, you know, who knows? That, that, that may happen. That would be amazing. That's, that's the top of the bucket list for sure. Well, that's a good one. I mean, do you guys ever get starstruck? You've met so many people. You're talking about Stevie Wonder as if he's like, you know, another average person walking around the face of the earth. Like, do you ever get starstruck? I, st I still get starstruck by Stevie and we text and talk and hang out. So I still am just, I can't believe it. And thank God, you know, I can, well, I'm just going to leave that alone. But I, I, I love that my world has intersected with his. Do you get, oh, you got starstruck by um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Paula Abdul. Paula Abdul recently, yeah. I lost, like, when I tell you, me and Paula Abdul exchanged numbers, numbers and my life has changed since then. Like, you can't <laughs> tell me anything. Like, I walked into my house, a brand, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I have Paula Abdul's phone number in my phone, and she has mine, and we text. So life has changed. Like when I sent that message to my sister, like Claude, I'm sitting here with Paula Abdul and we're chatting. Life changing. Where did you meet Paula Abdul? I can see your voice. She was a guest, was a guest panelist. And I grew up like being obsessed with the Forever Your Girl album. And I think one of my first, I grew up super religious, so we weren't allowed to dress up for Halloween. <laughs> Uh, but my mom let me dress up as Paula Abdul. Like I couldn't be a devil or anything weird like that. So I didn't have any costumes per se in my house to go to school for Halloween. And I was like, I could be Paula Abdul. I drew the mole. I had a hat. I had a white button down shirt. I think it was like, I did like this whole homage to Paula Abdul. And I told her about it and I just, I adore her. That was major starstruck moment. That's a good one. Cheryl Hines, working with Cheryl Hines. We are the biggest Curb Your Enthusiasm fans yep. that I just walk into a room with her and I'm like, bah, 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 da, da, bah, 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 you know? Those are both good ones. Yes. Yeah. Another good one, which has made me extremely jealous, is a few weeks ago, Adrian, you had a girls' night out slash girls' night in oh, with okay. Miss Kim Kardashian and Courtney. My girls. I was jealous. So much fun. Nobody is better than Kim at Taboo. She is, she, she is a force to be reckoned with when it comes to Taboo. Really? That's, yeah. I don't think people know. Being on the same team is not fair. <laughs> it's like telepathy. Yeah. She looks at her sister and she's like, that time, Doritos. Like, 
what just happened here? <laughs> what can we expect? Like, what type of Kim do you think we're going to see? Like, you know, as a single, as she heads into singledom, like, what type of Kim do you think we're going to see? I think she's just an incredible woman, a mom, a sister, a friend, and I, I, I just, we're going to see a happy one. I think she, I think ultimately that's all we want. When you're just a woman supporting other women, that's all you want for them is them to be happy and fulfilled. And yeah, that's all like, that's what I want for her. Like a lighter Kim almost. Yeah, you know, I think I think she's always been really fun. Um, but I but I think it's just awesome to see also different facets of who she is, you know? And I think everybody is someone different. Like I always say this, you're someone different to everyone. You know, like your relationship as a mother is different than your relationship as a homegirl friend. Uh, your relationship as a sister is different than somebody else may know you as a coworker. So I just think it's beautiful to see her just to continue evolve. It's it, it, that's the word evolution because like yeah. who we were ten years ago versus who we were Correct. five years ago, who we yeah. versus who we are now, and what she's passionate about with you know uh, helping justice people out reform. and justice reform. It's incredible. Yeah. It really is. She's doing the law school thing. It ain't no joke. Yeah, it's awesome. And killing it. We were at, we were literally doing game night and she was like, guys, she was like, I have to go. She's like, I have literally have a paper to write. And she like, was like, I'm going to put the kids to bed and, and like sit up and write her paper. And I just was inspired by that. I was like, yes, you know, that's balance. She was in hair and makeup from uh, a photo shoot she had done. So she obviously had just come from doing some work. Uh, she had attended her brother's birthday party, then came for girl night, girls night. And then it was like, now I'm going to do stuff with my children and then I'm going to do work. So if that's not well-rounded, I don't know what is. She doesn't need to go to law school. So you have to commend that. Yeah. What about, I just have to ask because the whole world is talking about it. Like what type of man do you think Kim needs if she were, if you were going to fix her up? Man, she needs, she needs whatever she wants. And that's, that's the reality of it. And I, I, I can say this for myself. Sometimes what you want and what you love may not look like what the world thinks it should be. Like, you know, they wouldn't have paired us together. If like the internet was like, if they could find the perfect woman for you, I probably was the last like person they'd imagine. Um, man, do what makes you happy and don't worry about what anybody but you wants for you. That's good. Well, this is why- You're happy. Go for it. Go off in the UFO. Bye up on the US. Well, I don't know if you watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but I will forever be mourning it. Like, I just can't be coming to an end. I know. It sounds like, though, they're just re, re-skinning it a little bit because they, yeah. aren't they going to Hulu? Aren't they doing a big deal there or something? Yes. We shall see fingers crossed, right? Or Disney. I heard, I can't remember what I heard. I know there's some deal in, in the works. Let's I've ask heard. John Pascarella. Well, uh, John will know what the deal is. He does know. Is there any, or he, 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 he will know. Is there anything else that you want to cover? I have my own agenda. You guys are amazing. But like, what else haven't we touched upon? Like what's next for both of you? I, I mean, I, I will say this. There's a lot more Feels Like Homecoming this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, So we just, we just filmed one in, in LA. Yeah, um, we're filming we're another one in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. That'll be the first time I get on an airplane in way over a year. Yeah. So everyone say a little prayer for me on that flight. Everybody knows I hate to fly. That's why we bought the tour bus. So you we're you, you hate flying. A whole album. It'll be like a, which will be so interesting to record an entire live album beachside. And we're going to do it Waves crashing in the background. It'll be so dope. I'm so excited for that. 
And yeah, like Iz said, we did something called Project LA. That What's that all about? Project LA. It just feels like home LA. Yeah, but, I don't, but there's some extra. There's some extra stuff in there. So we're super excited about it. I'm like. Try not to give too much, but we'll come back on the show and talk to you. You should. Where can everybody find you guys? Thank you for taking your time. I know you're both busy. Yeah. Where can they find us? You can find me on All Things Adrian on YouTube. You can find me on Instagram at Adrian Bylone. Someone else had my other last name. Uh, Israelandnewbreed.com or at Israel Houghton on Twitter or Instagram. Everyone needs to follow you guys. Thank you, honestly. I really appreciate it. You guys are amazing. So much fun. So much fun, fun chatting with you. It's just like you. a chill combo. I love it. You'll come back. Love you both. Yes. All right. Thank you. Enjoy your afternoon. You too. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear... Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon. Because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind The Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.